Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, James O'Neill, Lucy Bella Earl, and I, Luke Cutforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at Educating Josh. Welcome to the episode, guys. This is the last full episode of the year. How do you feel? I mean, it's Christmas. It's... I'm happy. Okay. Oh, yeah, I feel happy, happy too, then. I I'm want to be not, happy that it's, not happy that it's the last episode. When does Christmas start for you? When do you think Christmas starts? Uh... 1st of December. December 25th. Oh, really? you got a whole month? <laughs> 1st of December, yeah. Absolutely. 12th of I your year. Know. 1st of December, yeah. Just start, it just starts when I stop working, really. Well, it starts for me after we record this episode, so let's, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I am actually going home. So last week, my story was the first in the episode, and my story was, should Kevin Hart have stepped down as the 2019 Oscars host following the controversy surrounding his insensitive tweets? And we had an incredibly divided audience here with 45% yes and 49% percent no with six percent other but actually i was speaking to jack our producer before we were recording and i think i don't think they're divided i think the i don't know so I'm, I'm projecting a little bit but we ended our story basically saying that kevin hart did the right thing in stepping down mm. to remove um attention from his tweets and and avoid sort of marring the whole thing but actually i think it's it's no, the no's are probably saying no, he shouldn't have stepped down because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And the yeses are saying yes, he should have stepped down, he did the right thing. So everyone loves Kevin Hart, they just don't know what he should have done. Yeah, I agree. So is that one way of looking at it? Maybe they were. The other way because is he did two things. He stepped down. They, they were a divided audience. <laughs> he did two things. He stepped down, but he also said, I'm not going to apologize. So. Yes, yeah. true. Well, Ooh, that's Car- sassy. I love that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a really good story. You should have been here. Well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> welcome to this sassy episode of Educating Josh. Well, Carrie said on Twitter, I strongly disagree with someone's old tweets bringing down someone's career when they've matured and changed for the better, which I think most of us can agree on. I think uh, that's uh, especially because she said when they've matured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Well, last week, the second story was James's story. How did yours perform in the poll, James? It was. My question last yes. week was, should we censor the word faggot in the song The Fair? tale of New York. And again, very divided. 53% of people said no, and 41% of people said yes. See, this is interesting because straight away after this aired, I went on the Twitter like about an hour after it went up, and it was like very strongly no. And so yeah. over the course of the week, it's like we have a different like different opinions is, of our audience. I'm still, I think I'm still expecting a The reason yes. I think it goes like that in the polls is because the stories that we talk about the internet being probably a little bit more left than right or in fact a lot more left than right the majority I mm. think it's quite an open-minded very left air place to be the internet a lot mm. of the time 
Um, so I think the majority of our stories, there's a very instant, very obvious way that most people are going to react. So when we get a divided decision like that, I actually feel that we've pulled a lot of people into thinking about it. So when it's split, I love it because it means we've made people think and discuss and see it from the other side. Because that story especially, like you said, the internet pretty much, most of Twitter was going, no, it shouldn't be, that's absolutely ridiculous. To have it split so strongly like that is great. It means we have made people look at it from the other another point of view. Mm. And Ruth said on Twitter, I think the word is too intrinsically linked to homophobia and hate crime. While some people are sad because they enjoy saying it, the people who are re-traumatized by its casual usage are more important, are more in, important. This, yeah, in, exactly. in this scenario. Yeah. I, I don't agree with what's said there because I don't think people... Yes, obviously some people enjoy saying it, but I don't, I don't think the people who are... I don't, well, I, for example, don't enjoy saying it, but I don't think that it should be changed. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a little bit of a generalization, but also still a good the reason, The reason I think this tweet was important is because this one was in a sea of people saying, I wanna, I'm LGBT and I want to reclaim the word. So there was, a lot right. of, there was a lot of those tweets and this one just kind of stood out. Leah's question was last. <laughs> Lucy, how did it perform last week in the polls? Yes, so Leah asked if we are too reliant on our mobile phones. 75% of people said yes and 22% said no. Interesting. Well, that was like a very split debate on our side, but not so split but on everyone Twitter. everyone seems quite uh, decisive in the polls. Quite decisive. But I think Emily on Twitter nailed it. She said yes, but I don't think that's necessarily bad. And yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Thanks, Emily. Well, it's time to move on to the first story of the week, and that is Lucy's story. So my headline comes from the BBC. YouTuber James Charles says, stop showing up at my house. Here are the three things that you need to know, Josh. YouTuber James Charles has told his fans to respect his privacy after one of them turned up at his house in LA. The beauty vlogger tweeted, Please stop showing up at my house. I will not hug you. I will not take a photo with you. And I absolutely will not sign your palette. He followed up saying it was extremely disrespectful for fans to show up at his house and that it made him feel really unsafe in his own home. He later tweeted he was finding it hard to concentrate as he'd been left shaken. The incident has brought to light the fact that YouTube stars often see their homes being bombarded with teenage fans. Both Logan and Jake Paul have spoken out about their house being surrounded by fans before. However, some on Twitter pointed out that being a well-known celebrity would always invite attention from fans. So my question for you is, should more be done to protect celebrities' privacy or is it just part of being famous? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Uh, I don't think there's any responsibility by anyone else to protect themselves, to protect them, but I think maybe they should be more aware. Um, I'm sure, I don't know how they found out his address, but um, I don't think it's my job to pay for that person's protection. Okay, well, how do you guys feel about this? Well, Lucy and I will have a sort of a unique view on this being YouTubers, not necessarily on the size of James Charles. That would be nice. But (laughs) um, have you ever had people turn up at your house, Lucy? Um, I've had a postcard sent, which a very nice postcard, but it it really shook me because they'd managed to devise my address. address. Um, Yikes. I didn't reply to it. Uh, But I know you have. I was actually really excited about this story because I know you've had a couple of odd odd experience yeah i mean i've never had i've had i've had a few people come to my house which was sort of um not recently like in the past i i lived with a bunch of youtubers and we used to not be able to like show the number plate of our cars because mm. there were instances where people would look the number plate up if they had like a friend or mm-hmm. re- relative sort of sneakily looked it up on the dvla database for them and gave them our address which uh, we assume we don't know how they found the address oh, but that's, that's so what scary we, that seems to be how they got it um and well, i don't know ascot house was very very all over videos 
like the door sure, but we never said we never location. said no we never said we lived in ascot we never said we wh- which part of the uk we lived in we just lived in that house that was yeah it. but the thing i think it's a little bit different when it comes to vlogging because you make the vlog so personal it becomes easier to deduct where where you are especially specifically in that situation like i know how many youtubers were living there I've seen a lot of the videos and it was I don't think it was very but is that my fault like do I have to think about that it's your choice to include that in your video and yes you should think about it it's definitely not my fault is it well okay so I I don't agree with paying for that well you say you don't agree with paying for it I personally I'm a bit divided on this um, because I I personally would take the responsibility on myself like it's my fault I like if you're an idiot enough to show the front of your house then you kind of deserve like from my point of view and i can say that because i that's how i live my own life right yeah um however we do live in a society where we pay for we pay taxes and uh services are distributed based on need and so if you have like a heart attack you get the thing on the nhs and so i think it's not so much about going celebrities need to be protected more it's about going anybody deserves the protection that they require and if you end up being a celebrity we'll give you that protection yeah that's that's what i mean and i'd actually I, i'd go even one step further a youtuber isn't special you deserve no more rights than anyone else. But so. they, but they require more. They require more because they're more vulnerable. No, no, they don't. Anyone requires the ability to protect themselves from a stalker. There's there's loads of cases where normal people have obsessions over normal people. Mm-hmm. So I don't agree. You're not special for being a YouTuber. You don't deserve any more protection. It's You, you choose to do that. I don't think that there should be well, but you require more. You do require more, don't you? In the, in the same way as if Why? you have a stalker from not being a YouTuber, if you have if, a stalker from more, being a YouTuber. More likely than the normal. Person, it's, yeah. it's, it's probably more likely, but then it's you're responsible for how much of your own life you put out there. If you decide to make a career based on your personal life, which is what vlogging is. I agree with that. And um, it's very the, different. The thing about James Charles is, to my knowledge, he films in one room in his house and he doesn't film the outside of his house at all yeah but that's what i mean um, so these people they are breaking the law there's already things in place you can press charges you can do yeah. things that stop people from doing this you make an example of one person and people will stop because at the end of the day a lot of the people doing this they are very young children who are just excited well, and their parents their parents the driving them there. yeah that's it's the, the parents thing. so they're me. very they're very young children who with a tap on the wrist would stop um, of course, that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be extreme cases where, you know, it's a full on stalker. But I don't know, just you've chosen to put yourself on a platform. There are laws and things in place that protect people from people that are stalkers. You're no more special than me. And I'm not I, I don't I don't get that. I don't get the idea that they require more, therefore get like. So what do you think about these tweets? That So he put out this tweet saying, please don't, well, not even please, he just said, don't turn up to my house. Mm, and a mm. lot of the a lot of the fans were very supportive of that. And then some of them were actually really angry with him. So we've mm-hmm. got one from at Builder mm. in capitals. They said, you wish to be famous, put, you put it up or put up with it. One second. You wish to be famous, put up with it. Or there are millions of makeup artists that, that your followers will replace you in Okay, it doesn't actually make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, going off what I've heard from the beginning, I mean, that's just wrong. Uh, And I think actually... Is that not what you're saying? That's what it sounds like you're saying. No. But that doesn't mean they have to put up with it. You you need to accept the fact that you are more at risk at that. Mm -hmm. You have to put up with it deal with it, put out tweets like he's done. And the tweets he said, when I first heard them, I was like, oh, that's quite blunt. But actually what he's done is very clever because he's gone, I won't sign anything. I won't hug you, which will put most people off. It's like if they're going to get a frosty reception, if they're thinking, oh, we could turn up and he'll be nice and this will happen and this will Mm -hmm. happen, it's different. By being so blunt, I think that was a very... 
very clever way of doing it. Like it was actually quite. I mean, yeah, he's got some hate on Twitter. No, he's also brought up the fact that his um that he is his location is disclosed on the internet. So now more people could go and find it if they wanted to. He's highlighted it, but, but I mean, mm. he's also said, "Look, don't you won't get a hug, you won't get a photo. I'm not going to talk to you. You're making me feel like really in a bad place." I think most fans would listen to that. Well, it, some it, of them seem really. Like your frustration is completely understandable, but don't forget who got you to where you are. I see. I one. hate those. It's those same people who I, keep I, you going or ruin you. A lot yeah. of people going. I, oh, I bought your merch. I bought your makeup. I, I paid for your house. I paid. Yeah, it's a, I'm giving you money, so you should. That's stop, not you know. ownership. Yeah, you, exactly. you supporting a YouTuber or watching them for, for a start, it's free. Most of the time, you're watching a video for free. I, I've seen, you know, being friends with Luke for so long, some of the comments that he's had, where. A YouTube viewer has this like weird sense of right yeah. mm-hmm. that they've like put the yes. YouTuber in this position, and it's like you haven't. You have the not. YouTuber has creatively has created content that you have found engaging. They've given you something. You have not given the YouTuber anything by watching it because if you didn't like the content, you wouldn't watch it. So it, you they owe you nothing. They're already giving you something, and just because the platform ended up monetized. You're not paying for that. Like, I'm really sorry. If you don't want to buy the merch, don't buy it. Like, the idea of buying a piece of merch and then feeling like you own some. I buy that piece of merch because I want it. I go and buy. You buy the merch. I I buy a band's merch because I want to rep that and I want to. I want that merch Mm. and I I agree with it and support it. Like, it's not not support it in that way, lol. But like, do you know what? And that sense of entitlement over YouTube. It's funny. It's like it's it's weird. It's like when they buy. It's like like if if you buy somebody's merchandise, then you're buying it to put them in debt to you. Yeah, you're buying the right. You now owe me something. Yeah, which is kind of very manipulative and weird. Well, I think it's probably one percent or much less than one percent of fans that actually do feel like that. So that's a, that I think is an interesting point there is that if if you have a, a majority as he he's he has ten million fans right and this has been triggered by a few people turning up at his house so it's obviously a minority a very tiny minority one percent well if it's one percent hundred thousand people sure yeah. well yeah well yeah that's terrifying but, but I mean that, ten million I mean had that active you know what's his view count if it's a two million a video there oh he does get a couple care. of mil a video but that's a sort of my video. that's sort of my point is that if he if he's doing everything he can he has a fairly respectful viewer base most of mostly mm. and you get these weird little outliers who don't respect human like the rules of human interaction and don't respect per- personal space whose responsibility to fix that is that is it is it james charles's responsibility to hire yeah. private security or is it the our responsibility to have to have police system be better like who where at the end of the day you need okay, to stop well, that this that's is, what happened for the royal wedding it? It, well it's mm. interesting then because do you put it on because how do you prosecute a 13 year old that's found an address and is then what is technically because then it's technically it's harassment but yeah. how do you how do you sue a child or you know pursue the law with a child for harassment at 13 it's kind of it's hard and you know do you then go after the parents do you put some legislation in that says the parents are responsible yeah, that that is kind of a weird ground i think most 13 year olds though they're not doing anything maliciously they're not looking to do anything nasty they have a a deluded sense of entitlement that they, they, that they have the right to do that. That I think is the point is that if these kids have a deluded sense of entitlement, that's not James Charles's responsibility to educate them. Mm. That is the society's responsibility to educate them. And so therefore, to a certain extent, the, my answer to this question would be, it is all of our responsibility. If there are people in our society who don't understand human interaction and human decency, that's not James Charles's responsibility to fix. That is all of our responsibility to but fix. But I think it's the majority of people. I think based on the size of an audience that you have, 
you know, you can find a stalker at work because you turn up at work every day and you're, you're yeah. exposed to the same group of people and you see someone that, and things can happen there. Just because your audience is exponentially bigger, you're getting the same kind of treatment. So, I mean, can you imagine like the furore that would happen if Alfian's, uh, Alfie Days and Zoella, for yes. example, they had massive issues with people turning up to their house. I think they had to yeah. move in the end or something. I feel like every couple of months the story comes up. Can you up imagine well if, if, the, go- if gov- the government funded like round the clock security for them? Can you imagine how people would react? I used to go and hang out with PewDiePie a little bit, not a name dropping here, just for the story. And he lived in a very modest house. He didn't live in a big million pound mansion. mansion. He was making a lot more money than Alfie and Zoe. And I think that he also moved twice. Oh yeah, but not in for that UK. reason. He's not for that reason. Lot. He just moved because he got a different house, and he, he, the internet wasn't fast enough in his current place to upload videos every day. And oh, so, no, but I thought originally when he's moved to where he's now ended up, there was a he did get found and he had to move because fans were absolutely. Yeah, all I mean is it was nowhere near the same level. And so, to a certain extent, that's sort of your point, I think, is that you can choose to hype yourself. You can choose to make yeah. yourself a desirable figure. And now, figure. in response, I just think he's being a bit moany. James Charles or PewDiePie? James Charles. Right. You're, you're not... If they've stalked him, if there's any threatening behaviour, fine. But he's going, I won't hug you. I won't take a photo. They're asking him for a photo. They're knocking on yeah. his door to They're do it. He his, might be yeah. in the shower. I have, I have personally experienced... <laughs> they've, knocked, I, they've not let themselves in or I've done personally anything. experienced oh, no, something similar where people... I've felt like people who watch me have overstepped a line. And I have never... I've always sort of gone... Right, well, I'm just going to deal with this. It's fine. No, it's no one else's responsibility. It's mine. And if that person goes away happier, then fine. Now, I wouldn't do it outside my house and I wouldn't set a precedent about it. But I'm also not going to go, guys, can you stop loving me so much, please? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it feels like. Because if you if you genuinely, mm, I don't know, Twitter's becoming a really weird platform that I don't understand. But if I genuinely felt threatened, I'd go to the police I wouldn't heighten the situation well, we by don't going to Twitter. We don't know that he hasn't. Yeah. That's what I mean. But personally, like, I wouldn't then go to Twitter and highlight the problem and cause my 10 million, 4 million Twitter followers to go find that forum where my address <laughs> was. Like, <laughs> I, I think if someone wanted to find his address, they could go find it anywhere, though. All right, well, Josh, at the start of this story, you had this to say. Uh, I don't think there's any responsibility by anyone else to protect themselves, to protect them, but I think maybe they should be more aware um i'm sure i don't know how they found out his address but um i don't think it's my job to pay for that person's protection i think i still agree with that i think there's there's, there's protections in place i think someone's turning up your doorstep that's really annoying um deal with it nicely you are in the public eye and then put measures in place to stop it from happening and if if you feel threatened tell the police Call and if police. they agree they'll arrest them like and just move on and I, I just think that's how you deal with that I don't think special sanctions have to be put in place to no. to protect him also I, I probably wouldn't go to Twitter alright well you can let us know what you think over on Twitter where, where, <laughs> where James Charles is <laughs> at Educating please. Josh it's time for the second story of the week and that is my story So, Josh, my story comes from The Independent, and it is that national deficit increases by £12 billion as watchdog rules student loans count as government spending. I love watchdog gets to rule (laughs) that. Here are the three things you need to know. An extra £12 billion will be added to the UK's annual deficit after the statistics regulator ruled that student loans unlikely to be repaid should count as government spending. The ruling comes amid concerns that the current system creates an economic illusion. Now, the portion of the student loans which are not expected to be paid back will be treated as government spending when the loan is issued. 
However, this technical change would have major implications for the current review of the university finance in England, which is considering whether to cut fees from £9,250 per year. Higher levels of tuition fees will require higher levels of lending, which will now show up as billions more on the deficit. My question for you, Josh, is should we lower tuition fees? Yes. Like a million billion percent yes. It's it tuition fees in this country have just become an absolute joke. I'm I'm fifty grand in debt. That's stupid. I didn't even finish my course. You're I'm, fifty grand in debt? I'm forty nine. What? <gasps> what? Oh yeah. my good grief. Like it's 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 become an absolute joke. This is meant to be you know, the UK, oh, we're so forward, we're so, we're doing so well. At the moment, we've got Brexit going on. We can't get an education because we charge so much. Like, it's becoming a bit, like, I'm actually embarrassed at the state of things. And I think the main thing being, looking towards the future, education. And we're charging £9,250 a year for it. And that's before... <laughs> Before the loans to live, if your parents mm-hmm. aren't, you know, if and you're the not interest. Lucky, the, interest. the interest. I literally today I'm sat at work talking to a colleague. Her payments that she makes because she's just above the threshold to start paying it back. She's becoming more and more in debt each year because she's not even paying her interest off. And they set the payments so low. But what really worries me about this ruling, right, is education has become a, a profitable. It hasn't become, it always has been, and they've realised that, they've raised it, and they're making money from it. They We borrow £9,000, and they've gone, well, most people don't pay it back. So this deficit gets shifted to the government, who pay it, so universities become even richer. Okay, well, mm. one, let me just step in there, because if you lower tuition fees, all that happens is the govern, government has to fill in the extra. No, how about educational bodies charge less? Well, yeah, but but in order to if you if you don't reform the entire university system, which you might want to do, that's possible. Absolutely. But, but within this discussion, when you lower tuition fees right now, it just means that government funding for universities has to go up, and so it's still the same thing. Why? Who's setting the price? Why is it? Why is everyone just accepting this is the price? Either it comes here or it comes here. Just. Well, because a university costs a certain amount per year to run, and that money has to come from somewhere. And when it, when they change the fees, basically we paid more in the form of debt towards the university. And if you put it down, then the government has to step up its spending to keep that amount alive. Or you or you shrink the university. That's a perfectly valid choice to to. to... I mean, nine thousand two hundred fifty pounds a year is is not the cost. The, the cost they're, that's plus. They're, they're, there's profit in that. It's like that, you know, universities are a business. They are making money from from charging us uh-huh. it's not we're, we're not being they're not figuring out what it costs dividing it by the average number of people per year and then splitting it you know across like they're making a profit from that and i, I just don't think education should be profitable i heard at all. that most of the profit is made by the international students and that they're literally who are charged even. even more and then housing as well like most uh-huh. universities have private backers who own the housing and you, you go and you rent your student dorms from them i would, I would take which you're also borrowing from a from the student I, finance I think company you'd be really to pay surprised for at how much it costs to run an institution like a university the, but the cost of university is something that i've not understood here because it's it, i went to university in australia where the cost of university for students is between a third and half the price of what it is here sure mm-hmm. so i don't know what the reason is but that will be that will most likely be government funding is propping that up I've, I've, and I've, I've, i also take issue with the idea that universities aren't it's a complicated one I don't know the exact but universities aren't a business in the sense that they don't have owners they are run like a business these days but they're not a business 
in the in the traditional sense you can't buy part of a university unless it's a private university but the, this is what we're, what we're talking about here is publicly owned universities and they cost a certain amount of money to run now i don't necessarily think fees should be that much but i, I am interested in what you think is the is the issue with them being that much because university um attendance has gone up more poor people are able to go to university because before you had £3,000 a year-ish for your university fees, but you weren't able to get as much of that in terms of a loan. And you actually paid that back a lot sooner. And now you're in more debt, but if you, if you never make any money, you're not ever going to actually pay it off. And so it gets wiped off after 30 years. So poorer students are going to university. University numbers are increasing. I don't personally think that lowering the... like. In the current system, if you end up making loads of money, you pay the government back. And if you end up making no money, they wipe it off and it's part of the government deficit, which is the same thing as if you were funding the universities directly by the government. Now, I don't necessarily think we should do all the paperwork of putting people into debt. That's obviously stupid, potentially. But I don't actually see the functional difference that you see, that you want to see by lowering tuition fees. But I don't think you should pay anything. Education should be free, okay. and, it sh- and it should be fully subsidised by the government. Okay, well, interestingly, there was... Mere, mere, this is the only stat I have this episode, I promise. <laughs> there was a lady called Martina Milburn, who is the government's chair of the Social Mobility Commission. Sorry, I'm le- reading this from an article. And she said, abolishing fees altogether could actually end up damaging access to higher education for some, including poorer people. There have been suggestions that free tuition programme in Chile ended up leaving universities underfunded and crowded out the students who for, who are from the poorest backgrounds mm. who were the intended beneficiaries. So but that suggests that... It, where? You, in Chile. In Chile. Well, Chile's... Yes, yeah, so it's just another place. I mean, why is she comparing it to Chile as opposed well, because to like, that Sweden, to... whose education system works amazingly and is fully free? Well, they have the I'll best education up. system in the in the world, or is considered one of, and it's completely free. I, I just, I don't know. I've never heard of the the Chilean educational system. It's, it's well, a bit she's of a been random... she's been appointed to the government to to address this issue. And yeah, I just it. find it funny how Chile's the quote she's managed is is the is the. Is the is the case study that she's referencing there's plenty of european countries where education is free that work absolutely amazing people pay higher taxes and education becomes free do you think that university scotland do you think that university education is necessarily a good thing though because free because for example what i've seen over the past few years ever since me and josh went to university together is when attendance went up suddenly because attendance went up, people were going to university who otherwise wouldn't have gone to university. Yes. And the degree now means nothing. Because yes. if everyone, yes. has degree, everyone has a degree, a degree is, is irrelevant. You have to then go so if you higher. make it free, then every university is full of people and your degree is essentially pointless because, no, because everyone has the same level. Because the loan, the, the ability to have money each month, things like that, is what made attendance go up. You know, you're automatically accepted for a student loan. So I don't think all, all education should necessarily be free. Well, higher education... But I think that all university degrees should be part-time and that everyone who can work should work alongside it. And that could be used to fund... Why don't you think it should be free? Because I just think there isn't enough money to go around as, as it is. And I just think it would be taking too much away from other resources like the NHS. All right, well, we're going to move on. But Josh, at the start of this story, you had this to say. Yes. Like a million billion percent yes. It's it tuition fees in this country have just become an absolute joke. I'm I'm fifty grand in debt. That's stupid. I didn't even finish my course. Yeah, I, to be honest, I think my initial reaction was really selfish. I thought about myself. Um hmm. 
So, you know, I instantly went to what I owe and how I feel about it. And I also, to be honest, the value of my education was not worth that money. Um, it, it was a joke. Um, sorry, my previous university, <laughs> but I came away with absolutely nothing. All right, well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the last story of the week. That's James's story. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My story comes from The Hollywood Reporter and the headline is HBO faces UK backlash over Brexit show. These are the three things you need to know. Last week, the trailer to the film about how the UK voted to leave the European Union was released. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch as the Leave campaigner Dominic Cummings, HBO said the show will go behind the scenes revealing the personalities, strategies and feuds of the Leave and Remain campaigns. As shown in the trailer, much of the focus is on these strategies and how the Vote Leave campaign spent more than £2.7 million on targeting ads at specific groups of people on Facebook, many of whom had never voted before. However, with many arguments over the legality of the vote, and with the process still ongoing, many argue that now is not the right time to bring out a Brexit film. My question to you, Josh, is, is it okay to make entertainment out of politics? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of a reason off the top of my head why it wouldn't be okay. I don't, like... <laughs> I don't know, I'm struggling with this one. I, normally, when I'm asked a question, I can see both... Uh, Sides. Both sides and make a decision which one to go down, but um, I, I don't get the problem with it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. If it, you can make a film out of anything, and the only concern that I had, which is other people brought up, is that Brexit hasn't happened yet, and you haven't got the full story. Yeah. And maybe 
they might get some of the facts wrong, like some yeah. of the initial. Well, I mean, let's some be of the, honest. Some they of the could get all the facts, facts wrong. They could get all the facts wrong. It would wrong, be just as factual as Brexit, but, but, <laughs> but it's still a film, right? So where I would where I would answer your question there, Josh, about where the issue is, I don't necessarily think there is an issue, but for, to the people who are who are having a problem with this, who has a problem with this for a start? This is another. You know how how people who talk, has a problem with it? Twitter. And also lots of people, like, like Brexit politicians. Stands. Yeah, Bre- Brexit voters, basically. Anything because that- it, portrays, it portrays Brexit as a hacking of democracy, which it may well have been. And It can portray it however it wants. Yeah. And, well, one answer would be, well, if you're stupid enough to believe a, t- a narrative TV show starring Benedict Cumberbatch, then <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know, whatever. Doctor but Strange is quite convincing. where people are having a problem is that it's another example of, of mainstream media outlets pushing a narrative and this time they're dressing it up as a as a um, i mean you're assuming a lot of stuff there well a- any director will take a viewpoint on whether brexit was good or bad even if even if they don't mean to, even if they're trying to be impartial which yeah. is potentially and good. they have every right to do that he can make it he or she can make it as pro or against brexit as they want it's their creative choice there's no dressing it up or any agenda it's they're gonna make well, you it don't know way. there's no agenda would you be somebody who believes for example that that news news outlets have an agenda well i believe that et was made to make people accept that that you know aliens are you okay with that absolutely <laughs> okay well that's that's interesting then so you're like you're like i accept that there's something going on but i'm fine with it which is interesting well i don't necessarily agree that there is i'm saying there could be like, yeah you know very Steven well. spielberg yeah. could just have wanted to make a really lovely film of about course. an alien but there may be an agenda but they're allowed to and make if, a film an agenda? Uh, and what would the agenda be? Like, they want to portray one side better than the other. I mean, that's always going to happen. The agenda would be... I mean, only I've only seen the trailer. It's not also, out who, until who, next Who's year. doing it? HBO. It could very easily be extremely biased. Then. Okay, like, well... Channel the, the, and Channel 4. And when is it coming out? The, next yeah. year. January. Before, so it's coming out before that we officially leave. And the agenda would be, having watched the trailer, the agenda would be that they want to portray Brexit as a hacking of democracy and therefore invalidate the vote. Now, I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but that's what if you, if if a, if a a large enough population that is a gist of the yeah, trailer. If, you're, if a large enough part of society believe that that vote was actually invalid, then we could undo Brexit, right? And so that's what people have the problem with. I mean, what's the difference between this and someone putting up a video on YouTube about Brexit and their opinion yeah, and how much it was hacked? Well, I suppose the difference is is that you, yeah, there's a, it's a it's a billion dollar TV network, but yes, essentially that's the same thing. Um, I suppose where I find it a little bit funny is that you're using narrative. Now, the issue I have with narrative is that you are using narrative which is non-fiction and portraying fiction things. So you do have, well, in yeah, my that's, opinion, that's no revelation. Respo- that's yeah, yeah. always done. The Sun newspaper has predicted every prime minister that comes in. The Sun play, newspaper is, fi- bar is, one. is non-fiction. Bar one. That's not the have same they? thing. Yeah, every wow. single Yeah, but the Sun newspaper is non-fiction. It is it it, it, well, it claims to be non-fiction. It claims to be the truth, right? Whereas this is claiming to be drama. I mean, the, the Sun picks a backer and writes very biased stories. It's definitely not completely non-fiction. Like I don't see the difference to pick apart this show we'd have to massively uphaul society and change what we're exposed to and what we're allowed to be exposed to and not like and to be honest it might genuinely if someone watches that and it sways their opinion then you're an idiot that is literally my opinion i'm so sick of like people blaming brexit on politicians that said the wrong thing and all this kind of stuff go out and educate yourself as what i really struggled with brexit because i um it, you know the story we had earlier when we we're talking about education i have no idea 
how Brexit affects us leaving. Like, there, there's there now, the BBC now is studying what the next steps are and what Theresa May has to do next. And you have lawyers in rooms studying law to figure out what can actually be done next. No one knows. So, like... Yeah, so how are you meant to choose? How are you meant to choose? Yeah. It is an absolute joke. We, we, they actually, they don't know. My genuine personal opinion now is that the problem they've created, forget everything, forget whether we should have had a referendum, whether we did, who lied, who did anything. We have had a referendum. We voted. And regardless of everything, a decision was made. A decision was made. And to reverse that, to now go back on that, will destroy any image of law and process and, 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 you know, what we have in this country. So do you not think then that a TV, that a TV show that pushes the narrative... That... It's a TV show. Right. It, it, okay. It's not a factual programme. Like, any idiot that is going to watch that and go, it, well, I think this Well, now... it could be the only bit of research that someone does about Brexit. And it could be, be the only thing they know. Yeah, and to be fair, if it is outlandishly one-sided, then it will get slammed for being that. Trust me, the left and or the right, whichever way it goes towards, aren't going to be quiet about it. <laughs> They'll make an example of it and you'll, you know, it'll, it'll cause debate. No, I've been, I've been sort of, I've been trying to sort of portray the other side. I do, I do personally agree with you. Like I make films, and I don't necessarily think it's my responsibility to get yeah, everything I politically just, correct. I, you, you get to a point where you just start getting really tired maybe, of catering for idiots. Maybe if it was a documentary, they'd have some sort of responsibility to mm. portray every side. But I, it's, it's, I still think you have a per, you should, you should documentary put, still you should put a responsibility sometimes. on yourself. Yeah, you don't have a personal resp- if a, a legal responsibility. If you're scared, this is hilarious. If you're scared of the power of a TV show <laughs> to sway voters you're not educating them enough well Josh we and it shows a, we, the we, joke we, we, had a bus, we had a bus sway our opinion so <laughs> a TV show is pretty yeah, yeah. That, that's what compared I mean. to a bus and, and it's it's the whole argument for me it's oh we should have another another referendum we were lied to no you read a newspaper that had a guy campaigning in a bus and you believed it. You didn't go out there and do your own research. You didn't look at it because you don't have an economics degree. So what people should learn from this is, you know... Referendums are stupid. Well, you vote for a politician to do your job. See, the problem I had with this was that... It should have been decided in, in, parliament. in parliament. I am not, and the public are not, I'm sorry, entitled to an opinion on it. And sh- we should not have voted. I think they're entitled to an opinion. No. You, <laughs> That's you, what democracy is, you were, in, you were entitled when you elected your leader for your local constituency or your MP and things like that. You vote on the... on the Well, you have an ongoing entitlement forward. in that you can visit your MP and you can you can voice your opinion and things like that. But but you, we in our system, we cede that to an MP to make... Because the thing that I find really funny about this is that What's weirder to me is that we can make a TV show out of politics because in my mind, politics is meant to be incredibly boring. That's why you elect someone to do it. It's meant to be a job. It's meant to be exhausting. It's not meant to be glamorous and not meant to have like a plot line and all that kind of stuff. And I think what I see here as really sad is that we've had such an upheaval in our... We've, we, were, we were betrayed by our government for so long or sections of our population were betrayed by our government for so long that they then started uprising voting for Brexit and this narrative has come out and it's it's about it's not because of the brexiteers it's because of the people who ignored their country for so many years and so it's more funny to me that you can make a story out of politics because it's meant to be the most boring thing ever i think we're almost lucky that we can can you think of all the other countries where we would never even be able to talk about this because it's just such a ridiculous thing for them to think about Mm. that we can actually make a film that we want to criticizing make. your government yeah that's an incredibly big amazing. thing yeah to be fair america's making it not us 
Okay, I think it's amazing that they can then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Josh, at the start of this story, you had this to say. I don't know. I'm struggling with this one. I, normally, when I'm asked a question, I can see both uh, sides. both sides and make a decision which one to go down. But um, I, I don't get the problem with it. Okay, well, I think I can see the problem now, but I just don't agree that it is one. To be honest, it's a, <laughs> it's a TV show. It's if you're judging, TV. if you're getting your politics from TV. Or don't vote. vote. (laughs) Please Please don't vote. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, you can let us know. On that damning note, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the quickfire round. And this quickfire round has a little twist, Josh. Since it's Christmas coming up, they're all good news. Well, I suppose it depends on your viewpoint of the world, but I think they're all good news. Number one, a poacher who is illegally hunting deer has been ordered to watch the Disney classic Bambi at least once a month as part of his sentence. (laughs) That's a stupid waste of time and taxpayers' money. (laughs) No, it's not. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's also torture. It's brilliant. No, but that's... Torture, guys! It is a bit torture, isn't it? Oh my god! I I guess it's not all good news. Oh god. Number two, Network Rail will be scrapping toilet charges at all of its stations from the 1st of April. That is a good news story. Hell yeah! It's only taken a million bajillion years. I saw. I have the right to pee, guys. I I saw in a station the other day where um, somebody was... They had an attendant waiting there to check that you put the 20p in. And I was like, surely they... Over the course of an hour, they're just paying his wage. Like, you may as well just be free. Yeah, ridiculous. That's a very good point. Scientists in Vienna have found that elderly dogs can be taught new tricks. Specifically, they can learn how to play touchscreen video games with their noses, even at an advanced age. Not only that, but dogs which learned the new games became more engaged and happy. Again, this is not a good news story. I'm glad that funding for scientific researchers is going into whether dogs can be taught new tricks. I am Instead of cancer. (laughs) What a great way to spend research money, I love how elderly dogs understand technology more than elderly people. Well, ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 Was that it? Was that all of it? That was the last one. Okay, great. Uh, (laughs) We'll be back next week with our Christmas episode of Educating Josh. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Do you also hope they have a fantastic Christmas? Yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Lucy, what is your joke of the week this week? So... This is another one from Reddit. I mean, they've just got such a good joke collection. So I feel like they'll go to. I love Lisa. them. What? <laughs> they'll go to. They are absolutely. I love Reddit. Um, Who's they? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, what is the difference between a hippo and a zippo? I don't know. What, what is a zippo? One is very heavy, and the other is a little lighter. Oh, oh. How cute is that? A zippo lighter. Yeah. That's really nice. Your question made that joke even better. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was both humorous and answered and your question. <laughs> we've learned and we've laughed. <laughs> Thank you so Feliz much. Navidad. Am I going to be able to do my outro? Thank you. I'll do it over this. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode Feliz of Educating Navidad. Josh. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Feliz Twitter, Navidad. or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there'll be Feliz polls Navidad. and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your Feliz thoughts. Navidad. Was that producer Jack turning down the volume? He did. He turned me down. <laughs> We've been censored. But guess what, guys? Feliz Navidad. Please go subscribe, and most importantly, leave us a review Feliz over on Navidad. Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. If you got through that intro i commend you fantastically goodbye first of all that was an outro but second of all Feliz <laughs> goodbye goodbye. Feliz goodbye have a 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 